Hi, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. So sorry for the long hiatus. hiatus, but we are back with season two. Season two of the Optimal Podcast. We will be starting this season with an interview with none other than Eman Javier. He is one of the founders of Gunship Revolution. This is part one of two parts. I really got a lot out of this interview, and I think if you're a creative person, this is definitely worth a listen. Part one of this interview is more of how he got Gunship Revolution running, and then part two is more of like advice to creatives, I guess. Without further ado, Eman Javier. Eman, so can you give our listeners a brief introduction about yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Emmanuel Javier, co-founder and CEO of Gunship Revolution. We're a digital art student that provides digital art illustrations for different companies around the world. We currently provide illustration, concept art, and design for the video game, mobile game, tabletop industries. Can you name some of your clients? Our listeners will be so impressed. Uh, <laughs> currently, we're working with Capcom on their trading card game that combines all of their properties in one trading card game. So like Resident Evil, Street Fighter, Darkstalkers, and one mobile card game. Uh, we're working on Transformers. We recently finished a project involving Soul Calibur for nice. Bandai Namco. Some of other other clients include uh, Lucasfilms for Star Wars property. For Capcom, we've covered Street Fighter, Mega Man, Darkstalkers... What else can I mention? We've currently worked with 100, over 160 clients and over 640 projects. Wow, that's a lot. How did you start Gunship Revolution? So it all started when I was a, when I was, <laughs> when I was a little boy. I wanted to be a, a comic book artist. So I still remember the first comic book my dad gave me was a Fantastic Four where the thing traveled to the past, trying to prevent himself from becoming the thing. Once my dad gave me that comic book, I fell in love with the medium and I wanted to be a comic book artist. So during the blackout days of the 90s, I was drawing by candlelight. <laughs> yeah, uh, the blackout days. That's so true. <laughs> so, the brown out days. <laughs> so um, early on, I experienced what you might call an awakening. Because when you're drawing, when you're drawing on your own, tapos, you, you parang feel na Napakagaling mo kasi wala ka namang parang pinapakitaan na iba pang artist ng art mo. Yeah. So when I was drawing alone, I thought na parang ang galing-galing ko mag-drawing. So, <laughs> ang nangyari, in-enroll ako ng dad ko sa comic creation course with actual professionals. Wow. So yung comic creation course na yun, it featured students na were like a year or two years away from working for Marvel or DC. Mm. So, that level. Yeah. So I was 15 years old. Pag-enroll sa akin doon, nag-burst yung bubble. So, nagkaroon ako ng awakening na parang, okay, hindi pala ako gano'ng kagaling. So, once na ma-face ka with an awakening experience, parang, dalawang nagiging decision usually ng artist eh. It's either, you give up, parang nirealize mo yung limitations mo, or parang magpapersevere ka and matutuwa ka because you've now discovered your place in the entire industry. So, parang, ako... Hindi pa ako nag-give up that time, pero parang niisip ko, okay, so alam ko ganito na yung mga kailangan kong pag-aralan and mm-hmm. uh, need ko lang i-develop yung art skills ko eventually magiging comic book artist na ako ng Marvel or DC. 
So after the course ended, ano siya eh, once a week siya eh, every Saturday we met at Mega Mall, tapos 1 to 5, tapos yun, um, basic in comic book creation. After the course ended, bumalik ako sa high school, tapos I wanted to create a community na similar dun sa na-experience ko every Saturday. Mm. So, parang, ang ginawa ko is, since yung mabarkada ko, anime, comic book fans rin, so nag-start ako ng parang art club. So, hindi mm-hmm. pa Blitzworks yun, Blitz Art pa lang. So, Blitz Art, parang group kami ng mga, mga geeks na nag sa comic books. So, we started with parang six members, tapos we made comics every Saturday dun sa garage ng isang friend namin. So, ako lang nagpursue ng art eventually, pero fans kami ng comic box from them. Tapos, so, third year high school, um, dun rin ako nag-start na mag-lose interest sa studies. I realized na later on, the way I learn is, if you want me to learn something, you have to explain sa akin why I need it in life. Yeah. Parang if I don't understand kung bakit ko siya kailangan, hindi ko siya papag-aralan or hindi ko siya ma-absorb. For example, trigonometry. Um, I've never used trigonometry in my business or in my life ever. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Barney uh, just does it for fun. <laughs> yeah, so, parang I started parang doing bad at school and parang nakafocus lang ako sa paggagawa ng comics. So, eventually, after high school, um, I enrolled fine arts. So, na fine arts ako for two years. Uh, enroll ako dun sa same school kung saan nag-graduate yung nag-start ng comic creation course. So, Suos Portasio took fine arts in Philippine Women's University. So, nag-fine arts ako. Yung dad ko naman, supportive rin siya. Kasi mataas yung respect ng dad ko for artists. Mm. So, tuloy-tuloy pa rin yung art club namin. Nauntinding ng palaki ng palaki. I included mm-hmm. my college classmates na fine arts rin. I included parang other people na kakalala rin ng mga ibang artists na kaibigan namin. I included yung mga naging classmates ko dun sa comic creation course. Naging 50-60 members na kami. Laka na nung club nice. namin. After two years ko sa fine arts, narealize ko talaga na wala pala akong talent for art. <laughs> As in, dun lang ako nagkaroon ng parang second self-awareness experience sa, okay, wala talaga akong talent sa art and yung mga kasama ko sa art club is sila yung may talent. So, anong nangyari? Nag-decide ako na parang I'll start another parang journey na parang kung discover kung ano talaga yung purpose ko or an- what my why was. So, eventually, narealize ko rin na I like working with creatives. Parang, Kung papapiliin ako, I'd rather work with creatives for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. What made you realize that though? I find business types parang predictable and medyo boring. So I like parang Sorry, being surrounded yeah. uh, <laughs> the, I like being surrounded by artists kasi parang I was a comic book fan, I was an anime mm-hmm. fan, uh, I like video games, and parang okay, so parang yeah. I like yung fact na parang you're creating uh, IPs and stories and properties na parang uh, future generations will enjoy. Yeah. So, gusto ko yung part, yung aspect na yun, ano. So, so, after self-reflection, parang inisip ko, okay, since yung club namin is yung main purpose is to make comic books, and comic books also requires someone to handle the business side, so, I shifted to business management. Hmm. So, nag-business management ako, tapos that's where I met yung isa rin sa mga co-owners ng Gunship na siya yung nag-handle ng finances naman namin so, sa business management course. So, tinuloy ko yun. My dad was still supportive. Ang weird nga eh, kasi hindi creative yung dad ko. More on, ano siya rin siya, nag-business management, may MBA siya, and former colonel siya sa, sa army. Nag, ano pa siya, nag-serve pa siya sa Vietnam. Wow. Kasi, 
my parents were really old mm-hmm. when I was born. Ako, oh, mataas pa rin yung belief niya dun sa parang main goal namin. Kasi dati when I was a kid, parang sinabi niya sa akin, I, I, I don't know if this was meant to be an insult or or whatever, parang uh, you know you can accomplish anything because you're too stubborn to quit. Anything, parang ganun yung pagkasabi niya sa akin. So parang uh, nakikita niya yung sarili niya dun sa parang pagka matigas ng ulo. Once I obsessed about some parang something, Parang hindi ako mag-give up unless I decide to give it up. After that, na-convince na rin yung dad ko na mag-invest siya to publish our first uh, issue. So, nangyari, dad ko, tapos my uncle na may background sa publishing, tapos parents ng dalawang founding members namin sa Blitzworks, tapos isang professional artist na member ng Blitzworks nag-decide mag-parang put up ng money. So, we started Blitzworks with around parang capital lang namin yung taong around 125,000. Tapos, we parang printed our first comic book and was parang super, super, super failure. Kasi, <laughs> Why? Kasi, uh, um, weirdness, one, we didn't study the industry. Parang we didn't realize na distribution here was parang a nightmare. Because mm. hiwalay, hiwalay in different islands. So, parang to distribute comic books or books in general, parang sobrang nightmare. Payment or copies or consignment, yun, okay. sobrang nightmare siya. Tapos, uh, to add on to that pa, around 50% nung first print run namin, puro misprint. Oh, no. Sakit. So, With 50%? Almost 50%. Oh, so, ang laka nung discount na binigay sa amin nung printer namin. So, parang kami, naisip namin, uy, bargain, discount. Pero, after the reader's man, parang na-realize ko na if you get a misprint, parang you lose a reader. Yeah. Automatically, you lose a reader. So, parang, okay, talagang epic fail yung nangyari. Anyway, so, naglabas kami ng first issue, tapos epic fail siya, tapos eventually, nagsarado yung company. Tapos at that time, meron kaming isa pang member na had the resources to parang give us another at publishing comics. Okay. So, this member suggested that we start another company tapos maging co-owner ako, tapos siya, siya yung magiging president, magiging vice president ako, so mag, ano ako sa, magbaba ako ng position ko muna. Tapos yung iba pang artist namin, magiging co-owner ng Mangaholics. So, Groundbreakers Inc. started to parang make uh, Mangaholics na magazine. So, parang to give you a timeline, from 2001 to 2005, we were running Blitzworks. Okay. So, by the end of 2006, we started now with Groundbreakers, we started now with Mangaholics. Tapos, we launched Mangaholics summer of 2007 with our own convention at uh, MOA. Mm-hmm. So, right. convention kami, so we launched our book. Tapos, we reached parang yun nga, seven, eight issues. So, ito naman, we had full backing. Parang we had the resources to print. We had the distribution set up. Let's say, National Bookstore, we had one drop-off point. Tapos, we distribute na sa lahat ng branches ng National Bookstore. So, yung former partner ko, ang dami niyang, sa sobrang dami niyang connection. So, parang lahat ng mga naging problems namin with Bloodsworks were solved. Kasi marami siyang uh, resources. Uh, so, eventually, uh, kaya, umabot lang kami ng around 7 to 8 issues. Hindi naman parang dahil sa quality ng work namin. It's more of parang hindi talaga yung, hindi na enough yung sales namin to push us to parang print more issues. So, parang we were operating at a loss talaga. So, okay. it would be unfair para dun sa partner namin mag-shout na mag-shout ng money na parang hindi naman namin doesn't look like na ever namin mababawi. So, we eventually 
moved into parang outsourcing, digital art outsourcing. So yung nasabi ni Marty sa kaming interview na parang he had to move on kasi during Mangaholics, he was assistant editor. So since we stopped printing Mangaholics, he wasn't parang new services niya, wasn't required anymore because we were just doing digital art for companies. Yeah. Lately, na-realize ko, naging main problem namin with the transition from being publishers to being parang service providers is you can't parang force comic book artists to transition to from content creator to service provider kasi kami at Gunship we parang divide artists into three types one is a grinder a service provider so basically you do art for companies for clients so your main intent of creating art is to land more gigs land more projects okay so the second one is a content creator a rainmaker the rainmaker yung tipong artist na nakikita mo on Kickstarter, on Patreon, on ano, they build their own audience. <clears throat> Tapos, their aim is to entertain, educate their audience, parang build a community around their art. Tapos, the third one is a creative entrepreneur na builds a business around their their art. So, during Blitzworks, during Mangaholics, when we were producing comic books, we were rainmakers. We were parang trying to build our own following because we, we were developing our own IP. So, transition namin from rainmakers to grinders, hindi siya ganun ka-smooth kasi yung ibang artists sumali sa amin so they can create their own IP. So, you just, parang you can't just order them na, okay. You have so, to follow uh, somebody else's idea. Or yeah. So, parang naging, ang iba, ang feeling nila is naging parang machine lang sila na das, parang pag may pumasok na project brief, we just do the art na they hired us for. Isa yun sa mga naging issues namin rin. Tapos, we realized na, na yung system namin sa Groundbreakers, may ceiling siya. Kasi, we were, we were paid at a monthly rate. Eh. So, may monthly salary kami. So, ang main problem doon, yes, it's stable. Wala kang space to move upward. Na-realize namin na yung mga ibang companies na may, may monthly salary sila, yung artists, they're not pushed to work more or to work parang to produce better art because whether they work less or work more, they still get the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah. So, ganun pa yung opportunities. So, ang setup namin, whether may pumasok na work or wala, they still get paid the same amount of rate. Mm-hmm. Parang, that needs to change kasi yung mga ibang nakikita namin ganun, nagsasagnate yung mga artists nila. Parang, they, they relax and parang wala na silang drive na mag-improve. Mm-hmm. So, when we're, when we're setting up Gunship Revolution, we wanted to create a studio na parang artist-first, artist-centric. So, yung artist yung pinapromote namin. So, sa GR, wala siyang actual seeding. Ang seeding lang niya is kung how much art or how much projects you can take. So, sa setup ng gunship, since we only take parang a percentage of yung earnings ng artist, parang flat na percentage yun, they could like take five, six projects at a time kung gusto nila. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they can. So, we have artists na can take five, six projects at a time. Okay lang. Mayroon kami artists na they just focus on projects that they like. Mm-hmm. Kami mga artists na um, take tons of projects tapos mag-break for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So we, nice. parang we gave yung power back to the artist. And I think na parang ideal talaga na setup sa artists is give them enough freedom to control their career. So sila yung parang responsible dun sa That's career nice. nila. Yeah. And before this, you guys were like the pioneer in this type of system, no? Yeah, um, Ang alam namin, for yung may bang studios dito sa Philippines, they have salary, salary-based mm. sila. Tapos, so bago kami mag-start 
sa gunship. So, nung parang around November, November, December 2011, pinaplanan na namin yung gunship, kami ni Marty. Marty was working advertising that time. Si Bunda was doing freelancing for the, parang for the longest time as a comic book artist. Tapos ako, parang yun yung naging parang idea, concept namin ni Marty na started at Chili's over Tostado Chips. Na parang <laughs> pinano, pinano namin. After nun, we, we had the logo and the tagline na parang all is fair in art and war. Oh, that's nam- so nice. Doon namin na-start yung, ano, yung concept din. Kasi at, at that time, medyo marami na rin kaming artists dun sa Ground Bakers na were planning to leave it. So parang... Yeah, I'm sure they'd like that system more kasi then you guys have like an influx of and then, parang, people that wanted to apply. Parang yun yung, yun yung explanation namin dun sa, ano, explanation namin dun sa artists na ganun yung magiging setup namin. So, when we started Gunship, we started like parang 10% yung cut namin for yung ng earnings artists kasi yung feeling namin we had to prove ourselves pa dun sa our team namin nagagaling system namin eh. So, kami ni Marty parang wala pa kami yung experience na kami yung magpo-pursue ng projects at magmamarket ng studio namin ganyan. So, parang uh, all-out gamble siya. Tapos at that time, uh, medyo alangan ako sa um, sa family ko kasi I was really doing bad at school. Mm-hmm. Kasi nga, nakafocus na ako dun sa, sa ground bakers and sa, sa gunshot. Tapos, so, hindi kami parang in speaking terms with ako at yung dad ko kasi yung dad ko really valued, valued education. Tapos, hindi ko siya masyadong, hindi ko siya na prioritize and uh, I was avoiding going home. Eh, since yung ground breakers, yung setup niya is, meron kami yung studio na pwede kami doon mag overnight. Parang I chose not to go home. Kaya hindi ko ako na-confront yung, yung parents ko. Anyway, bago namin start yung gunship, ang ginawa ko is, almost lahat ng 90% ng savings ko binigay ko sa parents ko because they were having parang financial difficulty that time. Tapos yung the rest din yung pinag-start namin sa gunship. Merong reason kung bakit kinakwento ko yung part na yun. So, parang humingi ako ng sign, <laughs> humingi ako ng sign kay Marty. Anong tingin mo yung parang message sa atin? Doon medyo ano pa ako eh, medyo may mga doubt pa ako and stuff eh, ganyan. Tapos sabi ni Marty, for this to work, you have to get yung blessing ng father mo. Around March, nung umuwi kami, I tried to parang re-establish my relationship with my my dad for parang March and April. Tapos, around May, nag-heart attack siya and he died. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. So, parang, ang ko, if, parang if Marty didn't say na kailangan ko muwain to get yung blessing ng dad ko, and I continued to live in Cavite while building Gunship Revolution, and I didn't go home, and, and hindi ako nagkaroon ng conversation or moments with my father. Okay. I, parang, I probably would have parang quit GR. Mm-hmm. Parang, I would be too devastated parang to continue yung Gunship after that. Tapos ang, ang weird pa nun, kasi April, May, doon pa lang kami nag-start na makakuha ng clients. So, I, my dad never never saw how, what yung ano what gunship was able to do hindi niya nakita yung anong nangyari dun sa parang all those years na parang may faith siya dun sa akin and sa art and sa pagpursue ko and belief niya na magagawa ko yung sinasabi kong parang pinaplano kong gagawin so yun nga so I was parang sobrang devastated by yung the fact na yung, I lost my dad na I was trying to find Parang meaning rin dun sa ginagawa namin sa GRA. And ang problema nun, at that time, parang siya lang yung mentor na meron ako yung dad ko. So, wala akong mentor. So, parang uh, wala akong parang pwedeng lapitan. O parang I was starting a company. I was being an entrepreneur. Pero wala akong 
someone that can relate dun sa mga problems, sa uh, issues, sa insecurities, sa uh, doubts, parang self-doubt na na, na nasa pag-entrepreneur ka. Kasi, when you're, parang, when you start a company, parang, lalo kung president or CEO ka, everything is your fault, eh. Yeah, yeah. you have total ownership. So, parang, hindi ko naman pwede kwenda sa artisans, makakarelate, kasi sila kasi creative type, sila ako lang yung business type. So, parang lahat ng pressure to get enough jobs for everyone, for yeah. all the artists, para hindi, para hindi yung ano, hindi masayang yung faith nila sa amin, na gagana system namin. So, yun nga, continued, continued pressure. Ever since na nag, noong 2012, nakakuha kami ng projects around April and May, never na kami nawala ng client o anong project ever wow. since then. Pero parang nag-crave pa rin ako for a mentor kasi parang well, what, there's no one parang to share yung parang pressure na nararamdaman ko eh. So, anong nangyari? Around last quarter of 2012, I was obsessed with the concept of a borderless studio. By borderless studio is parang a studio na walang limits in terms of languages. Okay. So, ang Since we have an anime artist na wing, parang inisip ko, if I learn Japanese, I could contact other parang Japanese companies. So, then nag-start yung fascination ko with languages. Since na-open up yung languages, I fell in love with learning again. Mm-hmm. So, then ako nag-start mag-seek ng parang mentors to books, to podcasts, to uh, vlogs, blogs, ganyan. So, nag-collect ako ng parang certain people na parang relatable for me as an entrepreneur. Tapos dun ako nag-gravitate or Can you share maybe your, like your favorite? Uh, it's my favorite kasi Gary Vaynerchuk. So, he started parang uh, digital ad agency. So, parang ano siya, nagsimula siya sa wine. Tapos lumipat siya sa marketing. Tapos yung main ano niya, parang yung main message niya is parang people should spend more more time on kung nasan yung attention ng audience na gusto nila ma-reach. Nung nag-start siya, at an event, there were parang people from the Yellow Pages parang laughing at him eh for like buying Google Ads. Mm. Parang siya nag-start siya mga, nung nagsistart pa lang yung Google Ads, nag-ads na siya eh. So parang he dominated lahat ng wine terms. Parang isa siya sa mga naging early investors sa sa Facebook, sa Tumblr, sa Twitter. Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> so parang ang napapredict niya kung saan napupunta yung attention ng tao. So ang nangyari, Nag-start siya ng sariling vlog niya. Tapos, ang parang main mindset niya is to document, don't create. So, ang ginagawa niya is magdo-document siya, nagdo-document siya ng mga daily life niya as an entrepreneur. Tapos, he dissects it. Tapos, ang gagawin niya is itatranslate niya yung content niya to the different social media platforms. So, siya rin yung nagturo sa akin na parang if you're gonna use Facebook, iba yung mindset mo compared to when you're using Instagram compared to what right, you're using right. Twitter. Kasi Twitter is for communication. For when you're using Instagram, parang more on visual yung ano, um, sinusundan mo. Tapos sa Facebook, iba rin yung ano. Tapos napansin niya na iba rin yung ugali ng tao, iba rin yung mindset. So, if you're an ad company or you're a company na gusto mag-advertise using this, these social media platforms and you're parang posting the same thing on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter, hindi sila magkakaroon ng same engagement doon sa audience mo kasi iba-iba yung mindset nila when they're using yung platforms eh. Parang you need to be fluent kung ano man yung ginagamit mong platform para hindi mag-stand out yung content na dinidistribute mo in a bad way. Hmm. So for example, he produced a video where he answered parang questions from different entrepreneurs. It was a one-hour video. They chopped it up. 
into different social media platforms and it got 7 million views and likes and parang, inter- parang interaction with parang people, parang miniature nila through Instagram, to LinkedIn, to ano. Tapos, part ng tinuturo niya is kaya maraming tao rin nag-hesitate na gawin yun kasi they're afraid of being judged. Parang a lot of people are afraid of starting, parang posting, starting uh, their own blog, blog. Oh, we had kasi, a long talk about this, my brother and I. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. judgment ng tao kasi yeah. yun yung hesitate nila. Pero, what, parang ano eh, parang, isa sa mga concept rin niya is, just look back when parang the last famous person na parang you really cared about died. Like, li- like let's say, for example, Prince. When Prince died, social media, parang there were, there was like 24-hour, ano lang, attention na namatay si Prince. Parang paikli ng baikli yung ano ng tao. Like, someone like Prince who affected parang millions and millions of people had 24 hours in social media. Why do you care parang what other people would think na about kung ano man yung iproproduce mo? Yeah, that's true. I mean, as long as it's good enough for yourself, ah. right? What parang what are you hesitating for? Kasi parang if you have a message, if you're parang ang main intent mo lang naman is to bring value to your audience, why stop? Parang just because you're afraid na some random person is magko-comment sa'yo ng negatively na parang hindi mo naman siya kilala. Why are you giving parang so, so much, much power, power yeah. to a stranger? Parang ganun. So dun niya, dun, nagsimula ako with Gary Vaynerchuk, Simon Sinek, yung finding your why, finding your purpose, like sila Louis House, sila Tom Bilyeu. Usually ano sila eh, mga entrepreneurs, mga motivational speakers, hybrid sila ng business and creative type kasi dun ako parang pinaka nakaka-relate sa kanila. Tapos yun, uh, eventually, uh, unti-unti ako na ako nag-focus dun sa business side ng GR until parang na-develop namin nila Marty yung mission na ang mission namin kasi right now is to redefine the role creatives play in collaboration so that creatives and non-creatives can work together in harmony mm, okay our mission our talks our podcasts our projects future podcasts future blogs future all, all our future content parang nakafocus kami dun tapos isa sa mga gusto namin sana is for creatives to learn how to handle the business side so that parang every project, they can take it as an opportunity to parang educate non-creatives on how to collaborate better with artists. Yeah. Kasi marami nangyayari, when, once parang they encounter a bad project or parang a bad client, they either drop the project or they rant online or they rant on social media. Parang, but if you handle it parang professionally and explain your side properly and parang make sure na yung non-creative is they understand yung process mo and understand ko ano nangyayari. Later on, when that non-creative works with another creative, they'll be a better collaborator na. Yeah. yeah. I feel if, like, yeah. That's, that's something actually I faced in my work personally. Mm. Sorry, because I work in the plastics industry. So, mm. I would consider myself, I guess, a creative person. Mm. Sometimes when I'm talking to a creative and he'll mention for the the example of packaging that that he or she needs he'll he'll explain it to me like oh i just want something feminine or something like that feels a certain way and for me it's like it's hard, hard even if yeah it's hard to translate translate even if i'm a creative so like that's not something that i think like even people that are in i guess more business fields would benefit in actually knowing uh isa sa mga books na gusto kong isulat sana is parang 
a manual or a guide for non-creatives to understand creatives in their life. Oh my god, uh, really? yeah. So, that would sell out, man. Like yeah. I would buy that. But ang main focus ko, main focus ko sana nung unes yung mga business types lang. Pero since I've worked with over 100 plus na artists, parang gusto ko sa chance ng isulat for relatives, for friends. Yeah. But how to explain your parang creativity to parang relatives na parang unsupportive? Kasi parang uh, ayaw na namin yung type ng industry where when you go home and you want to take up, let's say, fine arts or digital art, parang ang reaction ng family mo is magugutom ka. Yeah. But do you feel like that's something that is still um quite, I guess, in today's world? Because I know back in the past, like maybe 10 years ago, it was really like that. Yeah. But yeah. Recently, um, parang a couple of years ago lang yata, we had a member that had to quit because yung pressure ng parents niya to find a real job. A so, real job, quote uh, so, <laughs> so, hindi pa real job yung sa amin kasi home-based siya. So, parang, finor siyang maghanap ng parang 9 to 5 kasi parang hindi daw regular job yung... Ganun yung nangyayari. Either, napapressure yung isang member namin na mag-quit dahil dun sa pressure ng parents na hindi daw real job yung ginagawa namin. Or, we use what something non-creatives parang can understand. Kasi, uh, sometimes, pag yung parents unsupportive sila or yung family members unsupportive sila. Ang ginagawa ko, kinakusap ko muna yung artist tapos tingin ako muna kung ano yung mindset nila. Tapos, ang mangyayari, after a few months, we get, we give them a parang a high-paying gig. Mm-hmm. Tapos usually, that ends the conversation. <laughs> kasi, kami, It's very persuasive. <laughs> yeah, hindi, kasi kami, parang isa sa pinaka, parang talagang persuasive, parang parang ano na, way na masabi sa non-creative na parang yung job namin, parang job namin talaga is a legit job is like you take home a six-digit figure for a month. Mm-hmm. Parang ganun. So that would parang shut them up na parang, okay, I'm actually doing a job. I'm not parang just playing around. Yeah. yeah. Part na gusto kong i-develop dun sa book is parang sa side rin ng creative parang to help them explain yung creative side even parang mas relatable siya. So, like, when you're at home, and parang you're freelance digital artist, dapat pinapakita mo ng actual work, as in, nag-work ka talaga, and parang you keep normal hours, and nakikita ng parents mo na you're da- just parang surfing around and parang um, checking social media. Parang kailangan na eh. Para sa mga non-creatives, ang nahalata namin is kailangan talagang nakikita nilang... Productivity. Yeah, productivity plus... Parang ano, parang you share your process, you share... Yeah, the creative process. Of, uh, projects and parang yung experience yeah, I, I, with your clients. I just have to get them really involved because yeah. like on a personal scale, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I would say I'm slightly creative. It's one of those like I wanted to be an artist when I was younger, but I know my limitations oh. very well. I am an art appreciator, guys, as far as it can go. But um, it's very different when you get the client or somebody who is not as familiar to be really part of it. Because then they feel like, you know, you're getting to really understand, you get to understand the process mm. in itself. And like say like, oh, I need this today, I need this today. And, you, you know, you realize that parang, it's not that easy as it seems, right? Yeah. And also like the creative process, like... You need, there's a lot of research involved. And sometimes yeah. people will look at you and like, oh, you're, you're just checking Facebook. Oh, you're just doing Pinterest. But then it's like it's like actual research. Mm. Yeah. 
So, parang pipindalas ka, parang nagkukulay ka ng visual library mo, parang gano'ng reference later on, parang gano'ng. So, since job ko is to explain yung creative side sa mga non-creatives and yung non-creative side sa artist, kasi pag may pumpasok na parang business type or project brief, ako yung nag-explain sa artist. Eh. Okay. Tapos pag may dumadating na revisions na parang might seem rude, ako yung nagsasabi sa artist kung ba, ano yung parang um, yung reason ng client for saying these things. Eh. So yung mindset namin sa GR is to absorb the message, not the delivery. Okay, so that concludes part one of our interview with Emma and Javier. We will be releasing part two next week. Hopefully. <laughs> we're kind of rusty at openings and endings, has. Yes, but you know, we're, we're, we're going to get back into it. We will definitely get back into it. So follow our social media where we can be found on Instagram at Instagram at Optimal Podcast. Maybe we'll make a Facebook. I don't know. If that's something that you guys are interested in, then please let us know. And you can support us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash optimal podcast. You know, it's important that we have a Patreon because what I realized is it actually creates accountability. So we don't take <laughs> four month or five month breaks. <laughs> yeah, but no matter what, we're still going to keep doing this. Yes, that's true. You know, like Kaz and I talked about, this is really a passion project that we really get a lot out of doing this podcast. It can be kind of frustrating sometimes having to align our schedules, but then like I really like the interviews. I really like the, like even just our one-on-ones. I love how you can get straight to the nitty-gritty with this format. So we have a lot planned actually for season two, guys. So we've actually been sitting on some interviews, huh? Yes, we have. And it's really funny because last was it November? Oh, that was October or something. October, I was like, yeah, we're going to release season two of the Optimal Podcast on November. But here we are. It's yeah. in March. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are still there. <laughs> yeah, I really hope you guys are still there. Um, it really means a lot to us that you guys listen. If you have any feedback, please, please don't hesitate to hit us up. And yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.